All right, we are live. Joel, Justin, Jay Parker, Jay Santos, welcome. That sounds like four people. It's only two people. I was going to say that's four of us? Okay. So I want you guys to speak from both of your alter egos and give the opinions twice. Okay. (laughs) Which one is that? Is that Justin or Jay Santos? Justin. It's obviously Justin. Yeah. All, right, we, we can't, all right, we can't do this. We're not doing this. I, I, I changed my mind. This has to be stopped. Uh, this is Castaneda, Jay Santos, and Jay Parker. This is the Dude. Poets Corner. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff oh. to talk about, but first of all, why don't you guys tell me and tell the audience how you are managing all this quarantine stuff? Um, I'm managing it, you know, like anybody else. No, I, you know what? It's funny. It hasn't really affected me that much, um, because I'm still working and, um, yeah, I still play video games and stuff. So it really hasn't impacted me as much, but it has affected my wife who feels like she's losing her mind from being home so much. Um, even though she's still working. So, you know, I, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm not being as affected by it as most people are. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Justin? Me, on the other hand. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I actually was uh, I was under quarantine before quarantine became cool. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, currently work from home. Uh, you know, I pretty much do everything from home. Uh, so for me, most of this management has been done uh you know it well i've been managing you know myself by music and creating and trying to get as much stuff as i can get out while i'm here at the at the casa um well the reason i ask is because did you guys hear about the world health organization's latest announcement about covid-19 a smidgen Well, I shall explain. So basically, I'm going to read to you. This is from Unbiased America. Uh, Everybody's posted it, but I just happened to grab it off of their Facebook. Breaking news, World Health Organization announces asymptomatic spread of COVID. Very rare, undermining main justification for shutdowns and social distancing. So in other words... Apparently, if you don't have symptoms, it's very rare that you would spread it. And that was the reason we were all quarantined. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you hear that, does that make you guys upset? I mean, yes and no. Because part of me is thinking, well, a lot of these symptoms, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of these symptoms were like changing. And it was like, it was like if you had this first eight of these symptoms, then you had COVID and then later on down the line they're like oh yeah it's these symptoms as well so a lot of people didn't even know that they had you know uh covid so i think for them to you know go out in public would be kind of foolish so i think the quarantine in that sense is good um and then um for all of us who don't have it and have been stuck at the house for the past what like month and a half two months 
kind of sucks. <laughs> not gonna lie. It's been like three months, bro. Almost four. Really? Oh, uh, I lose track of time when I'm <laughs> at the house. I feel yeah. Like. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that it's it's hard. It's easy to look back now and say, oh, they should have known this. But, you know, everybody was picking things up as it went along. And this was a an invisible disease that nobody could really predict. So I'm not going to be the guy to say, oh, wow, we all had to do this and you guys didn't know what you were doing. Obviously, new findings reveal new information. Um, although I do find it interesting that the news comes out now because I wonder if that's going to open things back up at a faster rate. Um, I did see that the mayor of Miami actually um, ended the curfew and opened up the beaches again. I don't know if there's any correlation to this news, but I wonder if just the thought that people without symptoms aren't going to be spreading it as much or really rarely spreading it. And you can't, they also said that you can't really get it from touching surfaces. I guess it looks like we're pretty safe as long as we stay away from people who are sick. Um, so does that mean that they found, have they found like a, an antibody for it? I do not know if they found an antibody. Um, I don't, I have not heard anything about that. I think, I think I would have. I think I would have seen that. Um, so I don't think that's what the case. I think that the, the the idea is they just they've they've discovered the way it's spreading. I guess they've 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 been able to track uh, the spread and notice that it's coming from a specific you know a specific type of person. Yeah, because wasn't it, weren't they saying that it was like airborne? Like you can get it from the air. That's why everyone had the masks and stuff. Right, and I think it's still airborne. Yeah, if someone coughs in your face, you yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. I'm saying like it's still they're airborne. Make, they're but... making it sound like it's a zombie plague. Like if you walk outside, you're gonna catch it, and then you're gonna mutate into. This... Well, the scary thing was they made it sound like you can get it from anybody, even people who aren't showing symptoms. So understandably, it was that was why they said everybody stay home. Just because you feel good doesn't mean you don't have it. But now this comes out, and it's like that's not the case. So really going to be interesting to see where it goes from here. Um, but I had, I had another thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Obviously, the world is on fire, literally. Uh, not only is it getting hotter outside, things are actually being lit on fire in protest. Um, and now people are calling for the police to be essentially defunded. Now, when I hear that sentence, I got to be honest with you, I think it's silly. Uh, I... I I haven't read up on what people are actually wanting to do. Um, have any of you looked into this specifically? Yeah. Um, so I recently started looking into it. And by recently, I mean like the past few days. Um, and it seems like there's two extremes. There's two sides to the coin. One is for defunding. The other is for dismantling. Um and so the distinction has to be made between the two. The first, uh, for defunding, what they mean, what they really mean, is taking a good portion of the funds that are going to um, the police and kind of distributing it a around to other social services, such as uh, social workers, uh, firefighters, firefighters, other areas um, that could use those funds 
um, to expand their work in social settings where people are more often neglected in that way. Um, so like, for instance, somebody gave the argument that the police are kind of having a lot on their back that they shouldn't have to. They're playing advocates in domestic violence disputes. They are having to remove children when that's social worker's job. You know, so like <clears throat> what this side is saying is defund in the sense of not giving all of the money to the police stations, but taking part of that and distributing it to the other services that can um, pick up the slack that's there. Um, for the other side, which is destabilizing, is they, they want everything gone. <laughs> they don't want the police to exist. And, and I understand the sentiment because of the history of the police. Um, yeah, I understand the sentiment for the um, disbanding, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it sounds a bit insane. <laughs> Here, here's what I'll say to that. Uh, it sounds like there's a part of that, that that sounds good and appropriate. Like, you know, I think that there are other organizations or people that could accomplish some of what the police is being asked to do. But when I have conversations with police officers or people who are very close to police officers, it seems they what I hear, the overarching thing of what I hear is that we see probably 5% of police interactions in the media. So we see 5% of their interactions with citizens. Like we don't see the times that uh, the, the trivial things, we don't see the times where they are actually busting uh, real criminal operations. And so I think that it's hard to approach this conversation without really without an understanding of what it's like to be a police officer and why, um, and why they feel they need to be militarized and while we understand that the origins of militarization were, you know, historically racist, um, one one guy told me, "Look, um, the guys we're busting more than likely have assault rifles and high-powered weapons, and we're not going in there with sticks and flashlights or pistols. You know, we're going in there as a team to essentially apprehend somebody who is dangerous and will kill us." Um, now, as far as the, the funding, I, I don't think that police should be disbanded. The problem is, uh, like everything, Jay, like literally everything that I have a problem with in this country is the imaging around, around all of this is so incredibly radical. Defund does not communicate. We just want to allocate certain funds to other groups. Defund exactly. liter you know, literally says, yeah. let's take away all the money. So people are, mm -hmm. people are, are putting radical imaging around fairly yeah. non-radical ideas and they're wondering why people are pushing back on it because nobody's going to sit there and siphon through all of this like you did, you know, or like we're trying to do. And so people just hear defund the police and their first reaction is who the hell are you going to call when you're in trouble? Facts. And, and yeah. I don't think, but I don't think that's, I think that that's perfectly a fair reaction, even if it's not actually what they're calling for. Defund the police means that. And I don't, I don't expect anybody to, I, I, I hate that these political, these political ideas that these uh, reforms are reduced to a hashtag. Like don't reduce things anymore. Let's, let's talk them through. Let's discuss them. Let's, let's surgically 
identify what needs to change, not reduce everything to a movement and a hashtag and a t-shirt that, that essentially just divides everybody into two lazy and easy to identify camps. Do you guys understanding yeah. kind of where I'm yeah. coming yeah. from on this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, a part of the problem is we live in a society that has a ton of different information at their fingertips. Um, and so it's very easy to spread um, fake news, uh, misinformation. It's very easy to access all that. Um, and <clears throat> when it comes to the defunding the police, yeah, the use of the terminology is extreme for something that isn't really that extreme. Like, why would you say defund? Why not reallocate funds? You know, like, like why defund? What, what is the purpose there? And I think a lot of it is for clicks and attention. But people only read headlines nowadays. No one actually takes the time to read articles or do research. And part of that falls on, you know, news outlets. But I think another part of that falls on the people. Like, if you're so willing to just accept what, you know, people send to you or give you, um, without actually properly researching, then you're just a slave to the media. And the media seems to, you know, they, they want those clicks. So they're going to act like it's extreme. They want people to look at them. And uh, uh, Alex, I think you touched on something interesting um, about the police. Um, you know, we're only seeing 5% of their interactions. I, I get that feeling. Um, when I was a caseworker, you know, I was a caseworker for three years. Um, <clears throat> the only time we were in the news was when something terrible happened. You know, no one sees the, you know, wow. thousands of kids we interact with on a daily basis or all the work that we actually put in. The only time they see something wrong or the only time they see us is when something goes wrong. Um, and I always struggled with that, but I had to remember the fact that like, we're still required to do our job and, you know, do a good job. Um, so like, I get the sentiment, I get the sentiment from, you know, the police friends and, you know, we both have, you know, mutual friends who have not only been police officers, but are police officers, um, that are good cops. Um, and I get that sentiment a lot, but yeah, the, the thing that the news is going to post about is going to be the tragedy. The extreme, the tragic, and the thing that's going to get them the most attention, whether that involves using improper terms or not, they don't, they don't care. Um, but the challenge I think we have to give to people is to read, like actually read and research or learn how to, um, because if not, then you're just going to be a slave to headlines or slave to whatever the news media tells you. Right, um, and I think people are sharing hashtag defund the police and they don't even know what the policies entail or what the propositions are. They are sharing it because they like the idea because I think that they're, so I think that the riots are, are, you know, there's percentages of people in these riots. There's a percentage of people that are rioting because they're heartbroken at the existence of white supremacy and the history of police brutality there are people who are rioting opportunistically, and there are people who are rioting disingenuously, obviously. But I wonder if the, a lot of the 
a lot of the rage and a lot of the radical, the radicalized thinking around really all of this <clears throat> is dangerous for this conversation. And really, it makes me wonder about mobs in general and the way the way that like really the way that these things can flow like a tidal wave. These 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 social issues can really cause an uprising. You know, and, and I think of like a guy like Drew Brees. I don't know if you, did any of you guys see about Drew Brees. Any of you guys familiar with this? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, saw a little bit player. about it. Yeah, so Drew Brees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, you know, I'm not sure what the percentages of black people who live in New Orleans are. I would have to imagine that there is a, they are well represented there. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of his teammates were speaking out after George Floyd's death and after all the riots and a lot of athletes have been doing it, but uh, Drew Brees went on Yahoo Finance and essentially gave these comments. I'll read them. He said, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for the country during World War II, one in the Army, one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and trying to make our country and our world a better place. Uh, when he gave this statement, there was huge backlash from his teammates, from from fellow former players. I mean, even Ed Reed. I don't know if you know anything about Ed Reed. Ed Reed is like, he is one of the nicest people. Never really contentious with anybody. Never confrontational. He basically called Drew Brees a sucker. Like he said, you a sucker. Like that's exactly, and that's that's about as, as mean as I think Ed Reed um, has ever sounded toward another person. And after all that backlash, his teammates really upset at him. Drew Brees apologizes by saying, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now in the country. That wasn't good enough, apparently, Apparently, that apology still upset some people because it sounded like he was saying, um, sorry you took my comments that way. And so he gave another apology that said, I know there's not much that I could say that would make things any better right now, and I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. He said this in a video on Instagram. I know that it hurt many people, especially friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and respect deeply. That was never my intention. He goes on to say, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, and need for so much reform and change in regard to legislation and so many other things to bring equality to our black communities. I am sorry, he continued, and I will do better, and I will be a part of the solution, and I am your ally. So, <clears throat> just to clarify. Bless you. This is, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, just to clarify, this is a Kaepernick shot, correct? A sh yeah, no, so, yeah so. so it wasn't a shot he got asked a direct question about the kneeling so he was asked this but again like drew Brees is doing the nfl quarterback thing nfl quarterbacks don't say anything ever they're, they're they try their best to be never controversial hey what are you guys going to do on sunday we're going to go out there we're going to work really hard we're going to execute our game plan and we'll be fine they don't ever say anything you rarely see a quarterback doing that so Six months ago, if someone asked, what do you think of the kneeling? And he said that it would not have garnered this. But the timing of saying that after all of the George Floyd stuff 
created an avalanche of criticism. But then when he apologized, it wasn't enough. So he literally is sitting there and he's just, it's like he's throw, it's like he has four downs and then like the first down, he throws a, he throws an interception. So he gets, you know, they get the ball back, tries to apologize. It gets tipped down at the line, tries again. He misses the throw. And then on the third down and long, he hits the, by, by, by including the words police brutality, um, injustice, he, I think he threw a first down. I don't know. I think he's doing, I think he's okay now. A lot of people say they forgave him. A lot of his teammates did. But yes, his initial comments were toward Kaepernick. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to, to take a shot at Kaepernick. Like other people kind of try to make it. I don't, think the sh- I don't think it was intended to be a shot. I think he was just expressing his thoughts. Um, and, you know, at the same time, I think he doesn't fully understand it either. You know, the whole idea of kneeling before the anthem or during the anthem was a big, big controversial um, thing during its time when Kaepernick was doing it, even when Kaepernick explained his reasoning for it, even when he explained that he initially wasn't going to kneel, he was just going to sit out. Um, But after speaking to... Uh, I believe it was a friend of his who was in the military. They explained that that would have been more disrespectful, that he should kneel as if he is praying, um, as if he's praying or he's he's silently protesting. So he decided to do that. Um, <clears throat> the problem with Breeze's statement, or at least the problem I had with it, and I think a lot of people share the same sentiment, is that it misses the mark. It's like he's battling against something that no one's really fighting, you know, for, you know, no one's saying let's disrespect the flag. Let's disrespect your people who fought in, you know, World War Two, your grandfathers and stuff like that. Um, people are saying, you know, we're kneeling because we're trying to bring attention to something that's occurring in our country that isn't right. And, you know, my grandfather fought in Vietnam. You know, my grandfather was a Marine in Vietnam, and when he got back to the United States, he was treated just as poorly as he was before. You know, like the reality that our history, um, which we can't escape, it seems like we can't escape it, and the reason being is because of how extensive it is, um, is that people who fought in those wars came back and were treated like trash, you know? His grandfathers may not have been. My grandfather was. You know, like, it didn't matter whether you fought in a war for the country or not. Um, What mattered during that time was your skin color, was the people you were around. Um, And so I think he just misses the mark in his intent. I think his intent was, I want to apply, um, you know, hopeful thinking to people's approaches to topics like this. Like, I want to believe that he genuinely didn't mean to hurt his teammates. And I don't think that, you know, I want to believe that he his intention wasn't to um, ruin the movement that was occurring. I think he just felt passionate and wanted to share something, his thoughts, um, you know. But it was ill-timing. Uh, it was misguided, and I think it missed the mark. But at the same time, I don't think, like, he deserves death threats 
and his family deserves to be like, you know, destroyed or torn torn down. You know, I don't in the same really... way that I didn't think Kaepernick de- Ka- Kaepernick deserved it either. Right. You know? I like, don't think he'll be uh, destroyed for this because, I mean, his wife came out and basically said that they're the problem. You know, her and Breeze are the problem. To, she said, to say I don't disagree with disrespecting the flag, I now understand, was also saying I don't understand what the problem really is. I don't understand what you're fighting for, and I'm not willing to hear you because of our preconceived notion of what the flag means to us. So what I hear is people who are genuinely trying to think through something they've never thought of before, which is their privilege. And I hate using... Uh, thrown around words without really giving them their due weight but the notion that when you look at the flag you see your grandfather and you feel happy that is privilege that's a privileged position it's not wrong it's just you're privileged to be able to look at the flag and see that i as a cuban am very privileged to look at the flag and think of escaping communism but for his teammates they don't they look at the flag and they might see freedom and all the great things that they've achieved in the NFL but they also see a dark stain on it and it would be unfair to and what I think the biggest problem is Drew Brees' initial comments just essentially overlooked that and I think black people are tired of being overlooked on that issue and with everything going on it just sounded so tone deaf for Drew Brees to come out and say that I mean um I don't think Kaepernick was the best messenger in some ways, but even I have to admit, with the Fidel Castro t-shirt and all, I mean, he was very active in his community and, and he put his money where his mouth was. And he's still fighting you know, for these things. I think that some of the things that he supports are a little extreme. You know, I think he would call for a complete defunding of the police, but I don't think that that disqualifies him in any way. I think that he has his beliefs, and I think a lot of what he says is historically valid. And I think he's pointing out things that are indeed happening in this country, and I think it's unfair to, um, really, it's unfair to to demean to demonize him for that, especially after all he's already gone through. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Which which makes me think of uh, Stan Lee. So we're all comic book fans here. Yeah, and we love we love us some we Marvel. Are. We love us some Marvel. And recently, I guess... And DC. And DC. Yeah, we do love DC, but we're talking about uh, Stanley. So. No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, I yeah. guess there was a post out there that there, apparently there was a picture of cops wearing Punisher uh, t-shirts. Um, and so there was... I'm, I'm trying to... I don't know if... Um, yeah, so the Punisher skull. There were some cops wearing the uh, Punisher skull on during the protest and there was a lot of backlash to this because apparently marvel comics is pushing back against that and basically saying hey we stand against people who would come up against you know come come up against um the protesters here um so apparently the cops were identifying with Punisher, but Marvel was distancing themselves from that, saying, no, that's not a good connection, which led people to talk about Stan yeah. Lee. <laughs> right. It led people to talk about Stan Lee, apparently, always having been against bigotry, always having been against racism. And one of the best examples of this is the X-Men. The X-Men was basically a commentary on civil rights. Um, yes, sir. 
Professor X represented MLK, Magneto represented Malcolm X, and mm. these and, and 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 if you think Black Panther, I mean, there's literally a hero named Black Panther. Um, so I think it was cool to see Stanley get some love uh, for the stories he's written and, and the things he's inspired, but also how Stan Lee was kind of ahead of the game on this as an old white guy. <laughs> Stan Lee was a uh, ironically he, he doesn't have any he doesn't have any weird racist tweets and that not that, that funny I, I I don't he I don't doesn't have any I, weird racist tweets I, I don't know why I'm marveling at that I don't know why I'm marveling at that as if it's oh. some sort of huge accomplishment um it seems like it'd be fairly was, easy was that to, was that pun intended or yeah no? that pun oh, oh. Oh, I, I swear oh, yeah. to you. Okay, you guys aren't going to believe oh, me. Oh, you, you are Yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're not. We're not going to believe you. No, you guys are not going <laughs> to believe that that was not intentional. It was absolutely not intentional. Yeah. But, right. but you're not going to believe it, so I'm just not going to say it. Yo, let me say this. I think that's very – I did not know about the Punisher t-shirts, and I actually think that's really messed up. Like, I'm kind of laughing, but, like, where so – Punisher is known for being like one of the most savage like comic book characters. So for cops to be wearing that like on their shirts and then now were these were these uh police officers uh like marching or like you know parading around or were they like like just like just standing their ground kind of you know patrolling you know the um the protests. Look to be honest with you it was th there was a couple of police officers that were seen rocking the Punisher logo. I don't think that it was a whole station was out there with Punisher T-shirts. They had it an insignia on a badge somewhere. It's probably something they had prior. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I, I just think that it was interesting that um, that Marvel had to kind of come out and distance themselves from that. Um, yeah, but you already know people are gonna grab onto anything at this mo at this moment. I literally could walk around and put a Apple sticker on a shirt and be at a protest and point to it, and all of a sudden Apple has to make a statement like we don't endorse that guy, <laughs> like because they don't want to get drug into you know something that's you know they don't need to. <laughs> right. It's always it's always hyper careful. I'll tell you who's not hyper careful. Donald Trump. There's somebody mm. who's very non-careful. I'm going to read you guys a tweet. Did you guys see that video of the cops pushing over an old, like a 75-year-old man? I did. I All did. Right, so this old man is like gesturing toward the cop and the cops and they, they kind of, they, they're, it looks like in fairness, it looks like the cops are just trying to push him to get him to walk. But he's an old man, so they push him, and he kind of trips and falls directly on his head. And his head starts to bleed. Apparently, he's in the hospital still. Um, well, it was very sad to witness, and a lot of people were very upset at the police officers who did this. And apparently, they're, they're actually going to—they got arrested uh, for that. But Donald Trump tweeted— this was at 8.34 this I morning. Bet this, I bet this is about to be super insensitive. I could already uh, feel it. Let's see. <laughs> Hold on. You never, hey, you never know. Stan Lee had no racist tweets, and he was old. So maybe Donald Trump just overnight, this, this all changed. He channeled the spirit of Stan Lee, and he immediately became kind. <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you. 
Buffalo protester shoved by police could be an Antifa provocateur. Mm. Seventy-five. And there you have old, it, folks. Hold on, it's not. It's not. It's that's not the bad part. Seventy-five-year-old Martin Gugino. I doubt I'm pronouncing that right was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment at OA at, at One America News. I watched. He fell harder than was pushed. Was aiming scanner. Could be a setup. Wait, that was that was Trump's tweet? Yes. Bruh. <laughs> That's Told terrible. I love you. how it, I love how it ends with a question, like almost like, like I think Trump thinks that the Twitter is his is his notes app. Yeah, bro, this cat he's 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 you know basically that's, that's adding exactly fire to a conspiracy. That that's exactly what it is. I think Trump thinks that all of this stuff is like his personal journal. I don't know if he knows other people can see what he's writing. Because he just <laughs> writes random stuff in capital letters. This cat's writing his memoirs over here, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was his that was his comment. Could be a setup with question. Or how do you set up bleeding? These are terrible. Well, how do you set up bleeding? And in fairness, the the cop, those cops, you can tell you could tell that when the guy fell, they knew they messed up. They weren't trying to push him over. I guess they didn't realize pushing over a 70 year old man might have resulted in him falling. Mind yeah. you, yeah. no offense, they, they tend to fall without any help. Facts. Facts. Okay. Was that, was there something, do I have to issue, a, <laughs> I have to issue a statement now. I have to issue, <laughs> I have to issue four, four statements, each better than the last, and hopefully by the fourth one, um, I will be accepted back on my team like Drew Brees was. Uh, you probably won't. So. Oh, Okay. What's fit. wrong? I mean, what's wrong with saying that? It's true. Old people <clears throat> fall. That's why life alert is a thing. That's why we have to care. For, that's why we don't push them. And hover round. What is hover round? It's like the little, um, the little uh, wheelchair, the powered wheelchairs. Oh, those things are great. I want one of those. Yeah, no, don't. No, don't try to get on. No, no don't try uh, to. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to get on their side. <laughs> I'm over here. Oh, those things are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they are. I love tapioca. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's it's sad that tapioca. Oh my god. Just <laughs> be honest. Have you ever seen anybody young eating tapioca? I don't even. No. You know. It's no, just answer no. Don't tell me you don't know what tapioca is, Joel. Outside of pudding, what is it? Tapioca is basically pudding with air in it. Yeah, yeah, outside that is, of pudding. That is, is not that true. Is, is that what it is? <laughs> That's pretty what much is tapioca? what it is. <laughs> tapioca is like rice. It's like rice pudding. It, yeah, but it's but it's, it comes in little pudding packs. Yeah, but like outside of it, you know how you like you have strawberry pudding. We know what strawberries are. So wait, like, what, what is, is strawberry wait, pudding? Wait. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> strawberry pudding? That that's not a thing. No chance. No, it's not. I'm it's telling not. you, there, it has to be. They have no. cheesecake pudding. Hold on, strawberry Stra pudding has. Oh to Oh my god, strawberry pudding is real. 
See, told you. If no, we have any know. fans out there who know what strawberry pudding is, send us some strawberry pudding. Jello makes it. Jello makes a strawberry pudding. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, calm down really quick. Okay, wait a second. This is the most hold on, important hold on, thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We've discussed. Hold on. All night. Wait, wait. <laughs> what is the company that makes the pudding that Airbud ate in the movie? The ones that come in those little packs. You know what I'm snack talking about? Snack packs? Was it, was it Jello? S- snack packs. Is that snack snack, packs. Is it snack packs pudding? What? Okay. For the je- strawberry pudding? Yeah, it's snack pack. So, okay, I'm looking up snack pack. Oh my gosh, there's a strawberry one. No, yeah, wait. I same think, with Jello. No, I think it's Jello. I think it's Jello. Jello, Jello it's makes yeah, a there's strawberry, strawberry, yeah, there's strawberry, strawberry Jello. Pudding. I've never heard of strawberry pudding. Speaking no, of they snack, have strawberry cream pudding. What about the what about the chocolate vanilla one? Those were the best, right? The mix. I'm not a fan of chocolate, man. So you were vanilla, all vanilla? All vanilla, bro. Why Look at my been, wife? You've been that way Look your whole life. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the best pudding? Was it the vanilla pudding? Was did anybody like I, I know there was a caramel one, right? Did anybody like that one? They have a strawberry cheesecake one. That, ah, I don't that know. My if wife I like wants that. me to get her every time I go to Walmart, but they don't have it, so. Dude, the chocolate pudding is bomb. I also am not. I mean, I like chocolate, but I feel like pudding in general is great. Do you know what? There's bones in it. Do I have that Wait. right? Bones in pudding? There should be. Yeah, like, like I think it's in gelatin. I don't think it's in like so pudding. So gelatin is made of boiled cow or pig skin, ligaments, tendon, and bones. So jello. It's is alive. You, that's what it's made of. Did you know that, Joel? Nope, but I will never be eating Jello ever again for the rest of my life. Thank you for ruining that treat. You didn't for know me. that it had bones. We're in just it? gonna go into the hospitals now and just start like going to people's rooms, and while they go to eat their Jello, just knock it out of their hands. <laughs> Don't eat that. And Stop. Ma- wait, marshmallows are made of gel of contained gelatin, so that means that marshmallows have bones in it too. Yep, those are some really good bones, and I'm gonna keep eating this. them at campfires. Ooh. Look at this Google search I just saw. Is there pork and Skittles? That's what? one of the questions. Is there pork in <laughs> Skittles? I hope not. This Jesus. is a, veg- a vegetarian is asking this. Serious question. I was buying Skittles today at work and my manager who knows I'm a vegetarian told me the red dye number 40 has pork in it. And that her husband does not eat them because he doesn't eat pork. Oh, see, I don't know enough about the actual. Would any if gun to your head. I wouldn't believe it. I'd say gun, no. Gun to your head. Would any of you have ever guessed that Skittles contained pork? No. If somebody put a gun to my head and asked me that question, I would say yes, just because I think it's a trick question. <laughs> That's a good point. That's, a good like, point. That's so weird and random. You're going to kill me for that? That's a good point. <laughs> what? Now you guys have me thinking about pudding. What was the best snack as a kid? Well, it wasn't tapioca pudding, I'll tell you that. Yes, no, it was not. We're trying we're trying to forget all of my comments about old people, Justin, so bringing it back to tapioca isn't helping. So we're, let's just move over to snacks. Let's what go to the tapioca. Yeah. I'm still curious as to what it is. Tapioca, Justin explained it. It's like it's a rice. rice. It's like a rice it's, pudding, it, but it it looks like it looks like pudding. It's a starch extracted from storage roots of the cassava plant. Cassava. Cassava plant. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know how to sound out words. From the Casaneda plant. <laughs> From the Casaneda plant. <laughs> All right. So, what was your guys? But now, like, let's, let's. What was your guys' go-to snack? Because I'm looking here at a list here, and I see Lunchables. Okay, I see. Oh, Oreo Lunchables Oreos, were amazing. Fruit roll-ups. I see a lot of good stuff here, but I need to know what your go-to was. So is this like a we're in the lunchroom and we're doing no, we're I'm sitting talking. at the table with no. all our friends and we're about no. to trade and you're looking no. for the ultimate trade snack? No, although I, that sounds like a really good scenario and you positioned it so well that now we can do it. Yes, let's. Look, what's the <laughs> ultimate trade snack? Uh, I would say gushers. Mm. I don't know if I'm trading gushers. I don't know if I'm trading. If I have a square pizza, I don't know if I'm trading it for some Gushers. Well, it depends on what you're trading for. Like, Gushers. Behind, you, you, I, didn't, I didn't like, no, he's saying you're trading the Gushers or you're trading no, no, for he's, Gushers? He's trading, oh, Justin, you're trading for Gushers. Ultimate, the ultimate. Oh, Justin's cutting out. Justin's on. Oh, can you hear out. me? I can hear you now. I said the ultimate snack that I'm trading for is what I want. So I want Gushers. Mm. Okay, so you're trading for Gushers. Okay, so what are you trading? What are you nah. trading for it? What do you have? I have Gushers right now. You have to offer me something. What are you offering me? Mm, you might get one of my pizza Lunchables, like one of the pizzas in the Lunchable. Never like for the, the pizza bag Lunchable. of Gushers. Yeah. Never liked okay. the pizza. Nope. Never liked the pizza lunchable. I thought it was overrated. He's only offering one, two for the whole bag. There's only cat. two in there. Stop trying to hustle, bro. Bro, this is a game of Monopoly. You will not win. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Because I'm not huge on gushers, I'll take two Mr. D's bagged apple juices. Yeah. Okay. Those things were fire. You guys Yo, remember those? You bite the those. you bite the corner off and go to town. I'll take two of those. That's and actually a valid you, trade. That's a valid I'll give, trade. Yeah, I'll give you my gushers. That's a valid trade. Or what I could do is, I don't know if y'all had this at y'all school, but we had the peanut butter and jelly, like, ice cream sandwich type thing. But it wasn't ice cream. It was just, like, a peanut butter jelly sandwich, but it was frozen. Hmm. And so oh. it was, like, in between two graham crackers. And so I would I would trade Ooh. you one of those for what a about, gusher. Uh, what about... You're going to have to give me an Uncrustable, and it has to be thawed. Mm. Super side note, did you see that some lady, uh, she deep-fried Uncrustables. Like, she deep-fried oh. them and that turned it into, like, amazing. a. it was like a, um, <laughs> like a um, empanada, but with peanut butter and jelly on the inside. Oh, wow. That sounds, that sounds delicious. Amazing, man. Oh my goodness, that sounds so good. Yeah. Honestly, push pops. I loved push pops. Whenever we go to a gas station, I was trying to get me some push, push pops, pops. Push pops. Oh, those are the ones with the Fred Flintstone on it? The ice cream, yes. The Flintstone. Yeah, those are push good. Pops. Those are good. Now, growing up, I was huge into Little Debbie, which explained a lot about how my body turned out. <laughs> but Same, bro. Um, same. I, I was... <laughs> I was huge into Little Debbie, and I miss it so much. Were you guys Little Debbie, or were you guys Hostess people? I didn't know one person who was a Hostess guy. 
They were her hostess girl. It was all Little Debbie. They dominated yeah. the market. Little Debbie all day. The strawberry shortcakes were my joint. Those Bro, things have, are good. Little Debbie has nutty bars. They have Star Crunch. To me, pies. for me, it was Star Swiss Crunch. Rolls. Swiss rolls were my absolute. I, I'm telling you, I my dad had to hide snacks. Funny story, my dad. Okay, we'd buy snacks. He would get Star Crunch for my sister. My dad loved nutty bars from Little Debbie. He would get me Swiss rolls because that's what I like. I'm not kidding. My dad would hide his nutty bars. Because I was so out of control. I would come downstairs at like one in the morning. Okay. Because at that time, you know, I was just so hopped up on adrenaline. I never slept. I would come downstairs and take his nutty bars. So my dad would wake up knowing he had left like four. And dude, if it was, if it was a good night, I could go down there and clear two. My dad had to have a special. <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> wait. <laughs> So you would make two trips? <laughs> All right. Why this not just how, grab one? Or why not just happened. make one trip and then grab no, both of them? This, this is how he was happened. partially exercising. No, no, this is not no. When I say two, I mean two packs. So four. Oh my god! All right. So yeah. look. So I would take two trips because I didn't plan on eating two packs. Okay, it's just something that developed. Okay, I Got ate you. the first one and realized, man, I liked how I felt while I ate that. I don't feel that anymore now that I've stopped eating it. I need to go get some more. Um, so I used to eat a lot. I got really fat. But anyway, my dad got really upset and he, he, had to find, uh, he had to find a secret hiding spot for his nutty bars. So much so that I knew he bought them. I saw them in the grocery bags when they came home, but I never saw them again. So for sure he had them in a drawer somewhere, but I would... I would hide these snacks. I would take them upstairs and put them in my drawer. I had a problem. I'm glad I'm yeah. sharing this. Was it <laughs> <Yeah>. diabetes? <laughs> was it childhood diabetes? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I was I feel like I was a growing boy. Everything was growing at the same time. And mm-hmm. I feel like little Debbie was helping me grow. I know when I went to McDonald's, I um I used to clean house. So, and Taco Bell. I used to clean house at Taco Bell. And this I, is why I, he had swollen ankles as a child. <laughs> yeah, I had swollen. A lot of things were swollen. Okay, I looked like I got stung by a bee everywhere. I was very, very fat. Um, and I was also fat mentally. You know, there's some people who are fat for a lot of reasons. You know, it's not, it's not always dietary. Some people have um, thyroid issues. I had a fat mentality. You know, I, I, just, I just thought like a fat person. Um, still do. I hope none of this is offensive. Yeah, Yo, that reminds me of the. Do you remember you you ever seen uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? I actually, bro, I love that movie. Yo, you know when the mayor comes up and he's like, "Ah, who are you?" He's like, "It's me, the mayor." He's like, "By the way, we should do dinner. You should do like pizza wrapped in turkey, wrapped in a sausage, deep fried in mustard." <laughs> like, oh gosh. Like, Speaking of which, what's the nastiest thing you ate? Summertime, okay. The, there's no real hot dogs no with peanut butter. Wow, Ew. wow, you came out strong with that. That was awful. Yeah, Ew. that was a that was a suggestion by Ryan Buddy. We were trying weird things, and uh, oh, he said, "Let's put peanut butter on these hot dogs." That was with the bread and the ketchup and everything else. Wait, no, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, yes, it does. Pretty, what it are you talking about? It, it doesn't sound too bad. Peanut butter. 
Okay. Ketchup and mustard, and then oh. a hot dog. Okay, dog, okay, but what yeah. if it was a hot dog with just peanut butter? Maybe it hot still dog would taste bad. Okay, you take hold on. You take a hot dog bun. On one side you put some jam. On the other side you put a little peanut butter, and you put the hot dog wiener in the middle of the buns. Alex, <laughs> Alex, your fat mentality is acting up again. Why did you pause before saying the word wiener? Because I couldn't think of the word. I didn't. I didn't. I forgot what it was called. I forgot what it was called. The hot dog. I don't. Is it? I guess it's just a hot dog. That's yes. what the hot dog. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yes. You learn something new every day. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's here's my thing. Peanut butter tastes great. Hot dog tastes great. So put them together. Why wouldn't it taste great? Because um, they don't mix. For the same reason that putting other things together doesn't taste great. Tapioca doesn't taste good with mustard. Ketchup. Tapioca Mustard. doesn't taste good. Huh? No, no one likes tapioca. That, tapioca is what old you eat. Do. No. Wow. Go back to that, huh? Yeah, That's the true. old people that you that you and were they have fun every of right. You know what? They have every right to like tapioca. You want to know why? They've Don't survived. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, and man. now, <laughs> a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Okay. Life alert, life alert, life that's, alert. That, that, just so you guys know, that's what we're naming the episode. And Today's I hope podcast no, is I, I sponsored hope, I, by I, Life Alert. I hope nobody above 65 is listening. And if you are, I am so sorry. <laughs> 